0: Hey guys, before we get to a new episode of Football and Random Things on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network this week, I just wanted to say a couple things ahead of the episode. The first one being, uh, we recorded this episode last Monday. We recorded both Football and Random Things spring football previews back to back. Uh, You might be thinking now, why the hell would you do that when there's a potential global pandemic looming. Well, obviously, we didn't know that on Monday. Didn't realize that we would be in a position where Iowa State potentially would not be playing spring football or uh, there wouldn't be any sort of sports for quite some time. So when we don't ever say anything about that, now you have an understanding of why that is. We had no idea what was about to come. I know that I talked in the very beginning about Kansas City and how uh, I forgot Jeff Woody's name. While I was in Kansas City. Obviously, I did not forget Jeff Woody's name while I was in Kansas City. I was there for only two days. So now you guys have an understanding of why that will be the way that it is. I also just want to say that and this is kind of my second thing before we get to the podcast. Um, I think the fact that we, you know, felt like we could do this podcast and it would never have hardly anything that could make it dated or keep it from uh, being. Um, you know, from keeping me from having to do a disclaimer like this at the very beginning, uh, just shows how sometimes we can take some of these things for granted. Whether it's uh, you know basketball and sports, and just so, some of these things in life that uh, you never could imagine what it would be like if they were gone. And uh, you know, they're obviously not gone forever, but um, hopefully, this just can be a moment of perspective for some people. Just uh, we sometimes we need to do a better job of really enjoying things when they're here because it really sucks when they're gone so I just wanted to say that uh, before we started the episode even though we recorded it last week all the analysis and everything should still hold up Uh, still plenty of talk about the Iowa State football team in their upcoming season and hopefully they'll be able to get back out on the practice field sooner rather than later enjoy the podcast I'll talk to you guys soon for another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast.
1: Football and of Things. That was a really long pause. It, it didn't even feel like it was a dramatic tension pause. It was, it was just like you forgot. Two and a half seconds long. It's like you forgot. You, you forgot who I am. I you have forgot not who forgotten who, who you are. Not forgotten who you are. We spent time last week together, Jared. We did. I have and not it, forgotten who you it's are. Not, it's not. It's been One week. One week.
0: It was a busy week in Kansas City. You know, I met a lot of people. Maybe I did forget who you are. I'm. I my brain my brain is very simple. I only have the capacity (laughs) to remember a finite number of people.
1: Twelve names. (laughs) Twelve, and it's a very quick list. We're like yeah, and and like some of those are like Chris is on there. Like yeah, some of them are locked like your like your parents. Yeah. it, that, there's, I mean, really, there goes, like, five names just, like, locked in people that you're going to know forever. So, there's really seven. Yeah. It's, like, seven alternating rotating names that you just get knocked off the list. And it's like a recruiting board or it's, like, a draft board where you're, like, hey, hey, that Vilo is gone. Move him out. Put another one up there. And then, like, okay, well, there's – you don't – what's your name again? And It it gets reset, too. Like, if
0: I go to Casey's, you know, I stop into Casey's, I read the name tag. Oh. It's like, oh.
1: Dwayne's here. And you oh. get to get to wherever you're meeting, and you're like, "Hey, I'm 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 Jared." I, yes, we. Our meeting was on, it was scheduled. It was on a calendar. Oh my! I'm fault. I, I'm sorry. My, <laughs> my fault. I just I'm, I'm bad with names.
0: And then I have to explain all of this again to them. <laughs> I can only remember so many names, you know. And it's like, I remember my mom, my dad, my, my Chris, like my boss, Rob, like you know. It's, you guys just are a little ways down. The top I'm, I'm ways I'm down, sorry. yeah. I yeah, mean,
1: I, yeah. I, I feel like during the football season, maybe, like, I stay on there at, yeah. like, the 6-7 slot. I see slot. you enough, yeah, yeah, yeah like, 6-7 yeah. slot, because I see you twice a week, at least. Now it's just, once a week's not enough to keep me on the board.
0: Yeah, no, now you just, like, you're constantly being bumped down. I get I, it. I walked in this morning, and I was like, who are you again? How are you?
1: I get it. I get it. I am I'm, I'm immemorable, unimportant. I don't matter to you. If football and random things
0: does matter to you, you can go and get a football and random things T-shirt right now on teamclosetcom CycloneFanatic. If you love to fart, you want to support fart, then uh, buy a T-shirt. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Hopefully, you already got your shirt,
1: and it's if probably you're
0: hoping to. If you're ordering it today it on,
1: and you're trying to get it for tomorrow, logistically probably not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I know Mike is good. He's good at getting getting the orders turned around. That uh, might be a little bit of a stretch. That's a, that's a miracle is what that is. Yeah, that, that, I don't think that one's going to happen. But uh, we hope that you guys will buy a T-shirt and support the, support the fart. It's a good fart. It's a, it's a very good fart. Uh, I also want to thank our friends at Carl Chevrolet here in the Carl Chevrolet studios on this Monday morning. Um, if you're looking to buy a new or certified pre-owned vehicle, Carl Chevrolet and Ankeny, Carl Chevrolet of Stewart, check them out online, carlchevrolet.com. CarlChevroletStewart dot com.
1: We're talking about the defense today. The defense. The defense. Why did you say it like that? It's just you need, It's a peculiar way of talking about it. The defense. It's like uh like the military is the Department of Defense. It's not the Department of Defense. I was, well, how it's do the, we? Yeah. How do it's we? A, it's a. Well, uh, well, where when is it? Do, like when do we signify which one is the and, correct one? And where's the line? Like a defensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator? Those both sound fine. It's like the word either. When you say either or either, they both sound normal in situations. But then there's also situations in which they sound wrong. Where it's like if you say either or either. It's much too formal or much yeah, it's not yeah. formal enough. Yeah. Or neither. Or neither. Neither or neither? It's true. Neither and neither, I think, have a bigger distinction than either or either. But also defense and defense. Well, it's like, yeah, if it, you don't say the Department of Defense. Right. It doesn't make sense. Like, I don't, I don't expect Rex Ryan to be the director of the Department <laughs> of Defense. I would hope not. Yeah. I, I think at this point, I would hope not. Uh, it's weird to, yeah, like where, where is the line? I mean, when you're shouting the crowd, the, the, the fans are shouting in the crowd, and they're like, let's go Defense. It just. Let's go defense. <laughs> it's, D, like,
0: it's like defense should be spelled by D U d-u, D
1: U H or D apostrophe fence. <laughs> it's like DeBrickashaw. It's just it's D De oh, apostrophe debrickershaw Ferguson. That's a great name, Paul. <laughs> you can't forget DeBrickashaw. <laughs> I also have uh, I have the the name of my first child. Whenever that happens. It's uh, named after a San Francisco 49ers defensive lineman. It's DeForest Buckner with DeForest Woody for all the best reasons that DeForest Woody, you can't tell me that those two, that's not a story waiting to happen. DeForest. (laughs) Or Woody, DeForest. Yeah, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. It's where Wood comes from. It's DeForest. I thought you were gonna say it was like, the Jeffrey or something <laughs> like that?" My, my name is. It is a little bit. It is ca- kind of cacophonous. Like Jeffrey rolls off the tongue, but it's a such a, a weird like. If you go by Jeffrey, that's your business. I would not want to go by Jeffrey. But, that's your business. <laughs> but Jeff, like um. the J, it starts with a J. It's just a very hard. Yeah. Consonant to start with, and then the F is not exactly the most, like, ear-pleasing sound, so the name Jeff is kind of a cacophony in and of itself. Jeffrey rolls off the tongue, but, again, not my thing. Have you ever seen Get Him to the Greek? Yes.
0: Who, who could is be it? afraid of a Jeffrey? Why is it called a
1: Jeffrey? Who could be afraid of Jeffrey?
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, we'll talk about... I would say it's defense, not defense. defense. I would say it's defense. it's defense. When we come back, football and random things on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Welcome back to football and random things here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We are going to talk about defense and not... Defense. Not DeForest Woody
1: or... D apostrophe fence. Yeah. The Iowa State, defense. It seems like more of a plural noun. Defense. It's one, it's a huge thing. Defense. It's a defensive lineman. Homeland line defense. defense.
0: Yeah, like that, that's a lot it more. It feels
1: bigger. Yeah. Defensive unit. Or a defensive unit. It feels much more, it feels much grander. It's defensive.
0: Right, you think defensive unit, and it's like, you're thinking, uh, like, like, a tactical, artillery.
1: Yeah, it's like a tactical team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's in the, the defensive unit. It's it's not as big. It's not as grand. There it is. We just figured that out. We finally cracked the So coach. it's the Iowa State defense because it's grand. It's grand, it's led by the professor. This is a, is a unique bunch.
0: It is a unique bunch. There's like a lot of important pieces coming back, but also you lose some really important pieces as well.
1: And you also have a lot of pieces that are coming back that are different than what they've had in the past. And we had this full conversation at the end of last year of what you you would want or what you're going to see. And I also think that this is a time, as far as innovation is concerned, you're going to have to prep. uh, You're going to have to try a lot of different stuff because the game is adapting to what Iowa State started a few years ago. You know, there's... Seven teams that run this or like three teams that run as a primary like eight teams run it as a set So all the coaches have practiced against it now and so either you're gonna have to change within that and still stay three three five stack and with the kind of the same style personnel, but then do different stuff with those same guys or You're gonna have to come up with a different look and then be able to come back to that every once in a while um, and I think the personnel the personnel is going to dictate, I think, what they're going to have to do. And, you know, again, I think the guy that the linchpin of the whole thing is Will McDonald as to what the front seven is going to do because we saw towards the end of last year when he is on the field and he's comfortable with what he's doing, his athleticism is through the roof. His motor is through the roof. His attitude is terrific. All those things mean that you're going to probably need to find – you know, Coach Campbell always talks about, I want the best 11. Like, I want the best 11 on the field, or I want the best 22 on the, like, on the depth chart. He is, I think you can't argue that he is one of your best 11 defensive players. But how does he fit? And you can't keep him on the sideline because he doesn't fit what you've done. You now have to get him on the field to see what he can do. So, I think, and I would be curious to see if they do try more of a more, uh, I would air, put air quotes on conventional 3-4 look, where he is primarily that Von Miller outside defensive or outside linebacker who is able to rush the quarterback on 60% of the snaps, but he's also every once in a while going to drop back into zones, or he's every once in a while going to have to man up a tight end, or every once in a while he's going to have to, you know, run fit and play a kind of a hesitation shadow of somebody. Like, he's going to have to do a bunch of different stuff, and then that also kind of changes, whether it's 3-4 or like a 3-3, but you play him over the top and keep five defensive backs in there, but then Eisworth has to be able to play down, and if Eisworth can't play down, or if he's not healthy enough, or whatever, like you're going to be able to have to interchange these pieces. And then if you do change them, you can't lynchpin them exclusively on one person. Because if you change your defense and you go three-four because you want put want to put Will McDonald in that down spot, and you don't come up with anything behind him, then I mean, God forbid something happens to Will McDonald, he pulls a hamstring in practice, and you no longer have the guy that makes that defense work. Then you have to find something else and just shift your defense back or not practice something else because you don't have that guy. So, like, do they have enough where they can shift their look around, change their kind of base set to accommodate him, but then fill someone in behind him if that person does exist?
0: Yeah. I think that the other – I mean, it's you got to figure out what you're going to do with the defensive tackle spot because, like, Ray right, Lima's kind of been the linchpin – of and Jamal before, Johnson. Was and Jamal Johnson. So it's like you had those guys that kind of held everything together. They were the glue. And then now you lose them. Like what do you have to change in that sense as well? Mm-hmm. Where do maybe you have to play with two of those guys or like can go four-man front more right. than maybe you ever did before.
1: Or you, if you do, um, let's say theoretically a different direction they would go. is Let's say they played a, more of a 4-3 or like a 4-2-5. Uh, and and they play, um, say Will McDonald in like a in a four down set where he is a defensive end, and then the guy to that side would need to be kind of a beefier run stopper, and so you put like, you know the Bankston kid in at that spot, and then the other side you need two kind of balanced defensive ends where you or two kind of balanced players where you have um, you get Jaquan Bailey back. And then maybe Any Wazarike has to play like a three technique to that side. Like maybe that's the way it's going to have to work, in order if you wanted to play that kind of look. And then you still have a Ryan Vance and Mike Rose uh, that are going to be, able, and, and Jake Hummel has to somewhere fit into this as well. And so maybe you end up with that look, and then that's what you end up, or like that. Any plays more of a three tech, which is more closer to a defensive tackle than it is um, a defensive end. Maybe that's what you have to do. So again, that 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 what you do to accommodate your best players is of three, four, the best look is a three, three, five. The best look is a three or is a four, three is a four, two, five. What are, what is your thing? And I think it's going to change, but you can't predict what innovation is going to look like. You know, you can't say like before the iPod came out, you can't be like, Hey, someone's going to come up with a spinning wheel and sort of, instead of up and down, you can't predict what innovation looks like. So I don't know what Haycock's going to find or discover or or iterate to, to be like, okay, we're going to put, you know, something we've never seen before two defensive linemen and five linebackers, but two of them are defensive ends. And you have three guys like Hummel, Vance, and Rose that are playing inside. And Blake Peterson is one of our, your linebackers. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. And we don't know where it comes from. Granted, pulling just something out of my ass. But, like, you, I'm, I'm curious to see what the front seven does because that doesn't work in a bubble. Like, the offensive line, pretty much regardless of what the tight ends are going to do, the, the offensive line is going to be the offensive line. The defensive line is dependent upon what the linebackers are capable of doing. And linebackers are dependent upon what defensive line are capable of doing because you can't have, all right, well, we have four linebackers and four defensive linemen that are really good. Let's put them all on the field. Okay, you got eight in the box every single play. Probably not your best look in the Big 12. So you're going to have to find a way to make it work and, again, kind of see what pieces fit together the best to make the thing happen. So um, I'm I'm interested to see... Haycock's vision of what the box looks like. And I think the other thing that comes into this is you have a guy in Greg Eisworth that's pretty much a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like he pretty much plays as a linebacker. And does Arnold Azuna also, because he kind of filled in for Eisworth towards the back end of the year when they wanted to kind of limit Eisworth's contact, is Arnold Azuna a guy that they can count on to be Greg Eisworth light as he's still continuing to learn to play the position? When and if you need to give Eisworth a breather or something happens, can you still set a defense around what Isworth's unique ability is? So, I'm a. Uh, that's I'm I'm very interested in what happens with a defensive front seven.
0: It's kind of a flip from last year because last year we went into it basically knowing who would be the defensive line.
1: Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, we got Lima, we got a Wazirike, we got Bailey. Yeah, done,
0: and then. You didn't really know what the back half of the defense would look like outside of. Um, you knew that Mike Rose was going to play Greg Eisworth and Mike Rose and yeah. Marcel
1: Spears. You knew that they were going to play. You just didn't know what it was going to look like. Right, and then and you're busting in two corner or two freshmen corners, and, and
0: you're going to have two freshman corners, and, and you know you know the other safety spot was kind of up for grabs still.
1: And Tavon Kyle had been playing corner for what like four hours at that point.
0: Yeah, he flipped there like in spring last year. Yeah.
1: Like we didn't even
0: know, that wasn't even a name at nope. that point that we're like, okay. Because Speedy was the kind of the guy that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was the guy. Mm-hmm. He was the guy to start the season even.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and he'll still play. Yeah. Like this year he's going to still play. Um, it's just where is he going to play and how much is he going to play and can he earn himself away like maybe he can earn himself back and beat out Tavon Kyle during spring. I don't know. Or maybe Anthony Johnson rests on his laurels from having a decent season and Tavon Kyle and Speedy are the two guys that end up playing better. than I don't know. You can't tell.
0: Well, shoot, we didn't even know at that time like Orion Vance, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we obviously we knew the name, but it wasn't like, oh, yeah, Orion Vance. They're going to have to flip the whole defense, like the linebacker group around. To get him to, to fit. To get him on the field. Yeah. And, and then, now there's
1: a guy like maybe it is Chandler Pulvermacher. Yeah. Or there's the the other guy. Is it number? He's a... Dude from kid from Florida, Um, real Terry uh, Vaughn. St- yeah, stacked. Yeah, and maybe he's a guy that ends up just working, becoming the Orion Vance, just working himself the position of like, hey, you need to put me on the field, or maybe Tucker Robertson ends up playing more as a, he fits better as an interior defensive lineman, he has to move, and then are, you know whatever. Like there's well, even there Zach is,
0: Peterson is like, yeah, he gets thrown out there, and you're like, all right, well we don't know what we're gonna get from this. Or kid. Isaiah Lee,
1: like you're you're gonna end up with a lot of guys that are. I think slightly different positions based on the look because they have a lot of guys that are good Who's going to end up being their starters? I think there's a huge competition I think there's less there's there's more competition in the front seven Than there is in the back say in the secondary I think the secondary has your your favorites like your your betting favorites to actually play You know, I I think in the linebacking core. I think mike rose is really your only Okay, dude's in he's for sure he is locked in. Not even Vance. I think Vance is, but let's say they go to with a 4-2-5 or a, a, three, you know, a 3-3-5 you and Will McDonald becomes one of them. Do you play Jake Hummel or do you play Ryan Vance? If There's a very real opportunity that Jake Hummel would outperform him in spring and he ends up just rotating like he did last year. they're both, They're all three really good players. I think Rose is really the only one that has like, he is the dude. I think Vance and Hummel are going to need to be on the field at some point. I don't know which one's better. I would say clearly they went with Orion Vance and maybe he is putting himself in that position, but I don't know. I think year over year he's Rose has two good years on film. So he's got, I think credibility to know that he can do this in multiple, like multiple looks, multiple fronts, multiple, whatever the other is. Yeah. Is it Pulvermacher? Is it Vaughn? Is it uh, Vance? Is it Hummel? Is it McDonald? Like where, what does your linebacking core look like? And in the front seven, and Jaquan Bailey and Any Wazarike are going to play, for sure. I don't think that's much of a question. Mm-hmm. It's just where they play. I think Bailey is more of a true defensive end. I don't think that's going to change much. He probably isn't going to come into a three technique, regardless of whatever look it's going to be there. But Any could. He could float around. I mean, again, let's say let's say Blake Peterson or Zach, excuse me, Zach Peterson, is like showing out. Like he he needs to be on the field. Well, and. That wouldn't, and they want to stay in a three-down look. Well, you can't keep any off the field because Zach Peterson's doing really well, so any would need to move in to play the Ray Lima spot at the nose. So what, those two guys are going to play. So I think it's Rose for sure. I think Rose, Bailey, Wazirike, and you could probably put Orion Vance in there. And guys worth. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying the front seven oh, that, okay, that are okay, for okay. sure that are going to be on the field. You just don't know where. And then beyond that, it's flexible. You can play... Like I said, you can move three down, four down. You can put any as an interior, exterior defensive lineman. You could put Rose as an inside or an outside linebacker. You could probably play Vance as an inside and outside linebacker, although he'd be more comfortable inside. What do you do with everybody? That's the really... The box, the defensive box is the most, I think, up for forming of anybody. It's also super freaking deep. Yeah. Super deep.
0: A lot. We just said a lot of names there.
1: And there's... I, I think the defensive line the drop off between like the between Bailey and Wazirike and the rest of the group is bigger than it was last year but it also could surprise me because no one would have expected Jamal Johnson to be by the end of the year i mean almost i mean really good he wasn't ray but he was pretty darn close
0: He's a different kind of guy different kind of guy but you different maybe kind of
1: cat different, yeah different kind of cat but like you can't you don't know what else is going what it's going to look like or who's going to yeah, maybe Isaiah Lee, now that he's actually getting more reps, ends up really performing and he ends up just being a guy like uh, Johnson that just ends up rocketing up and he's like, hey, can't keep this kid off the field. Maybe, I don't know. But the depth here, there's a lot of, a huge amount of potential with a huge amount of bodies that you can flex and mix and morph and um, you have the right guy to be able to do it as kind of calling the shots.
0: Yeah. So, who has more room to be experimental, you think? The offense or the defense? I think
1: the defense. Because I think the defense has, more, has room to experiment because there's a higher floor. Like, you could end up in a four-down set and be a good defense. You could end up in a three-down set and be a good defense because you have you know, two top-line, two-and-a-half, put Hummel up there, two-and-a-half top-line linebackers. You have three-and-a-half, again, Hummel on the middle line there, three-and-a-half good linebackers that can hang around defensive line wise, you have probably your two top line guys. I don't know how good the Bankston kid is. Maybe he is in that top line. We don't know. But then you have like seven guys that are at least good that you can flex around. So you can mix, you can miss and still be good. The offense, I think needs to be more precise in what they want to be. They have a lot of flexibility, but that flexibility isn't quite as known. It's not as much of a sure shot. So I think the defense can have more experimenting because, you know, it's you try one thing, you earn $20. You try another thing, you earn $21. Like you're still going to make money on both of those occasions, just one is slightly better than the other. I think that's the 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 like I think that's the flexibility and kind of fun that's going to be of this spring going into the summer where these guys end up shaking out to be.
0: So, if you had to predict like who's more likely to win the spring?
1: The offense or the defense? Defense always. Is it Defense always. Why is that? Because it's easier to learn. I mean, not necessarily easier to learn. Uh, if you screw up on defense, ultimately, I mean, granted, it, th- th- there's exceptions, obviously. Like, if you beat as a corner and Brock makes good throw, game over. But, like, if you misfit on as a defensive line or a defensive lineman, a linebacker can kind of shade towards that and, like, fix the mistake. And a lot of times it's just effort. Whereas in the offense, if, if a, a guard misses a block because he doesn't know exactly where he's going yet, Defense alignment stops the exchange right now, plays dead. So, yes, there are risks, but it's the defense will almost always come around first because it's mostly effort based. Effort and like to play defense, you have to have a screw loose when you actually are playing like very, you know, super nice guys, like really smart. You have engineers, you have, you know, whatever. But when you get on the field, like, Defensive guys have a have a bolt up there that's not quite tightened down, and so they're going to want to run into everything. So you defense is effort based, and you can a lot of make up for a lot more mistakes. Offense has to be a lot more precise. Um, so defense is usually always going to win the spring just because you can put it together faster, and the offense has to learn and try. And you know, a, a, the combination of two offensive linemen has to be perfect or at least close to perfect in order for the for it to work. Unless you have Barry Sanders back there, like you have Barry Sanders back there cool. You can just not block anybody and he's going to outrun everyone. Right. But usually that's not the case. And Brees is more of a guy like in the Adrian Peterson mold where you, you can't give Adrian Peterson zero inches. You just have to give him one and he's going to make that one into 70 yards or Barry Sanders is just gonna be like, um, Hey, uh, number 20, you want to just go do something? I'm gonna go take a. I'm gonna go grab a beer like that kind of thing. So I don't know. I, I think the offense, like offense needs to be more precise. Defense can rely on energy and craziness.
0: All right, give me your final thoughts. Well, we didn't of, even talk about the secondary. Well,
1: yeah. So basically, the secondary.
0: I kind of did. I brought him up. You didn't. You didn't. Not my fault. You didn't take the ball and run with it.
1: Who are so? I'm the quarterback here. I'm the captain. No. <laughs> uh, I think the in the secondary you have obviously Eisworth and Lawrence White yeah. are two yeah. returning. Those guys assuming they play three safeties or if two safeties and eyesworth plays as a nickel star sam linebacker whatever you know flex guy and then it's i forget again i forget the guy's name 24 dj miller dj miller so dj miller you'll remember it one of these i will i will for whatever reason i like A Mick comes up like Mick Miller for whatever reason in my head, but it's not. So DJ Miller is going to be, it's not
0: not. 100% not.
1: definitely not. But you have Lawrence White and DJ Miller are two guys that have kind of shown that they can play that position. And Arnold Azuna stepped in pretty respectably towards the end of the year when Eisworth wasn't able to do as much as he needed to. So you have kind of four guys that are vying for again, whatever is dependent upon the front seven to do the cool thing about this secondary though. Is another reason why the defense is able to gamble a little bit more is because what are the corners? If you were to say what the, the specialty of the corners, what is the specialty of the two, presumably the two favorites for the position? It's man coverage, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're gambling in the middle, if you know that your your corners are covered and you don't need to help with anybody, you don't have to widen a linebacker, you don't have to widen a safety or play them deeper to give them help. If you're like, hey, Johnson, Kyle, go cover him. We're going to play with stuff in the middle. So you can kind of, you can roll the dice more, whether it's more pressure, whether it's more guys in the box, whether it's more, you know, putting Eisworth closer to the party uh, and he's up near the box more because he can kind of play around more. Maybe that's what you do. But the the uniqueness of having two guys that play man coverage really well and then having a guy uh, behind him in number two, that can be a serviceable replacement. Or maybe he works his way to be a starter. I don't know. But like you have a serviceable guy that can play behind him that you have three pretty solid corners that can play pretty good man coverage again, especially with Kyle and Johnson that you can do other stuff in the middle. So I think the secondary is in a pretty good position to have this offense or this defense kind of morph around. So I'm, I'm curious to see what it ends up looking like. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about kind of the possibility of what it could become just because of what all the options that it has.
0: All right, is that all you wanted to say, about secondary? I think now so. Now that you finally, like, you, you know, I, I threw you the ball. I, I tried to hand it off to you. You fumbled it before. Well, no. This w- time you secured the handoff, you took it, and ran with if it. If we're
1: using the metaphor, your job, it was a draw. Your job was to f- look down the field and, and throw and and still give the, the pass look. But what you did is you just put it out way too early. You, put, you took a snap and you handed it off. And you're expecting me to take the ball right now when the timing of the play meant I should wait longer because you're supposed to be doing a different job than what you did. You brought it up too soon. You didn't wait for the situation to, marinade, and to marinate. And then just stuck the ball out.
0: To marinate. What, what do you mean to marinate? What am I supposed to do? Just sit
1: here and wait? Yeah, just let it ruminate. Let it fill the room. Let the fart fill the room.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Fair
0: enough. All right. Uh, one week from tomorrow, uh, as well as being the start of spring practice, it's pro day. Up in, uh, up in Ames. What, uh, is there any of those guys that were seniors last year that you expect maybe to be, a, maybe could open some
1: eyes at their pro day? I think Deshante. Yeah. I think Deshante has the resume that if he does something that, because um, he has like that kind of Wes Welker vibe to him, you know, where he is just always in the right spot mm-hmm. and he's super sure handed. I mean, how many drops did he have in his career? Like t- t- five in his entire career? So he's super sure handed He's in the right spot all the time. If he can do something to get himself flagged, like something to get himself noticed, whether that's a really fast shuttle, whether that's a really fast L drill, whether that's a really fast 40, or he puts up 20 bench reps or something, something to get himself noticed. So they watch his film. And if they can get himself noticed to watch his film, I think Deshante has a really good position because I think more than anything, if uh, like if a, a team is doing it the right way, the film is the most important thing. Like how many times have the Patriots drafted the fastest 40-yard dash? Never. How many times have they taken the defensive lineman that benches the most? Never. It's because these arbitrary tests don't matter near as much as how good a football player are you. So I think he has a really big upside. I don't think he has a huge downside because he's not really projected to do anything. But if he's able to sneak himself on to just get an eyeball to look at him. Then you're like, Hey, who's this number eight kid? That's uh, the Jones kid from Iowa state, pull up his film. And then like, okay, they look at him and they go, okay, this kid's really good. He's really sure handed. He's whatever. Like that kind of, I think his upside is the highest. Um, and a guy like, I don't know what Ray's desire level is. Um, but uh, Ray's another guy's really good film. So it's, again, can you get someone to look at you to get more of a look? like that kind of thing. So I those two guys would be the ones that in my mind have the most to potentially gain towards something. Um, I I I hope that it does happen because I think those two guys are both good human beings and good things happening to good human beings especially when they represent your university is good for everybody.
0: Definitely. All right, final thoughts.
1: Uh spring going to be fun. Um also as a caution, once it actually does start There's going to be some sensational stuff that gets put out just because they're by who by who by whom Uh, people are going to write things. And whether it's Hey, you know, whoever Brock party didn't take a snap today. Is he in jeopardy of whatever, like some kind of sensational, weird writing. Again, think spring ball is experimental. The fact that someone is playing and someone's not playing is not so significant in one given day by the end of spring. If you're like, okay, you know, Gyrell Brock is taking all the twos reps by the end of spring ball. Okay. That's news. That's something by the end of it. But if in any given practice, they go, oh, Gyrel Brock was taking most of the twos reps and Johnny Lang was taking, it only took five snaps. Well, the next practice, they could, it could just be because they wanted to see what Brock can do in certain situations in certain days. And the next practice they go, Hey, let's get Lang out in the open. And they, Johnny Lang takes the predominance of whatever. It's like, there's going to be a lot of stuff that goes out. Don't put too much stock in starting lineups until the end of spring ball. And even then, there's five months to go.
0: Why are you taking shots at me and my friends?
1: I don't like you, Jared. Uh, so I've become, that has
0: become glaringly clear. As I a think,
1: person? During the last three years. As a, as an adult? You don't respect me as a man? As, as a man. Just guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. Throwing but, around wheels. <laughs> throwing around wheels. <laughs> And that's an inside joke for you kids. Um, no, I think, yeah, just, just caution yourself. Like, you can get excited because I think you know who's playing, who's taking snaps. But like, hey, you know, so X Y Z. Darren Wilson took all the one snaps at what some position? It's because they just wanted to see what he could do. It doesn't mean that he's going to stay there. That that thing. So Darren Wilson took all the snaps at uh, right guard today. <laughs> that's news. <laughs> that is news. <laughs> Hey, he was working in the weight room really well. He was uh, he squatted 500 pounds and uh, wanted to see what he could do at guard. <laughs> All right. Got it. Yeah, that's news. But kind of take, take it as like a fun exercise, not as the gospel truth of when someone is playing certain amounts over a certain time. All right. One other nugget. Listen for names that you haven't heard before. Those are things, those are little Easter eggs you can kind of pull of if Jerry Vaughn, maybe it's like if he continually gets brought up. Let's see, for example, if they're like, "Hey, you know who who's made a difference today?" and on a Tuesday they're like, "Well, you know Jerry Vaughn, he was playing, he played really well, and you know made a couple plays." And then that next Thursday it's like, "Yeah, Vaughn kid played pretty well." And if there's consistently saying that someone you haven't heard of before is doing really well, that's really good news for that person.
0: My favorite thing. So with this staff, that's definitely true. They like they bring when they bring people up, like they genuinely are like that's someone to keep an eye yeah, on. Yeah,
1: Sean Shaw has had a really good camp.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, when Coach Rhodes was still here, like they would throw some names out there sometimes
1: just for the sake of throwing them out there. Yeah,
0: where you're like, you're sitting there and you're like, damn, he's brought that. He brought Bob Graham up a lot. And then you'd never see Bob Graham on the field. And it's like, but you're just like, man, like they really talked a lot about him. And, <laughs>
1: During camp, you it's know, the Bob Graham experience. <laughs> it's pure athlete, right there, Bob Graham. Uh, yeah, but you're. Just, I can just imagine that he's sitting there. He's like, "All right, who am I going to say? A guy that didn't take a snap at a close practice." <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, who really put it together is that uh, a Johnson kid playing guard? Like, do you have a roster? Just, <laughs> Johnson, Derek Johnson is a freshman from. Dubuque Waller? What? <laughs> Who? He's a, he's a Gray shirt. He's like 6'1, like 230 playing guard. I guess. You gotta yeah, write about it. Didn't even start at guard for, <laughs> Dubuque <Waller. laughs> for Dubuque Waller. He was he actually played defensive tackle and they moved him to offensive line, but he was a backup on the on the team. He just had a good good tryout. Good job, Derek Johnson.
0: Yeah, he's he just enjoyed playing football. He just, just really loves just the Just a game.
1: football guy. Loves the game. Loves the game. Good good character kid. Good locker room. Locker room guy.
0: All right, man. I'll, uh,
1: we'll talk to you soon. All right. Who, who knows when. Sounds good. Well, sometime.
0: Sometime. Sometime. Eventually, there will be more flatulence to be let out. More farts. Until then, go buy a Football and Random Things t-shirt and then a new car from Conch Chevrolet. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace.